Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Eye of the Watchers podcast, where we give you all the information you need to get hyped about League of Legends esports. I am Sam, aka Just Casual here. Little introduction for myself as I've been podcasting for like three or four years, mostly talking about League of Legends, jumping into the esports scene a little bit, and been watching League, playing League since basically season one. And I am here with my co-host, Manny, aka Manster. Yes, I. that is me. That is you. <laughs> that is me. Hi, everyone. My name is Manny. Um, I am a League of Legends coach for a collegiate team down in the South. I've been playing League of Legends for around four years now, and I've been watching League of Legends esports since then as well. Um, been very informed about everything that has to do with esports. I absolutely love the pro scene and pretty much anything that has to do with League. I've also done some podcasts and radio shows about League in the past few years. So Nice, nice. So today we're going to be talking about not about All-Stars like we said last episode because things aren't finalized yet for All-Stars, but instead we're going to be introducing the 10 teams part of the first franchise split in the NALCS and helping you guys figure out which teams you should be rooting for. I think with the preseason and everything else that's going on, it's a really good time where rosters are being... Sh- shaken up shook up shaken up yeah shaken and up. uh i think with a lot of people really getting the esports um a lot of people just followed tsm for the longest time and today or this split might be like the best time to kind of figure out who your alliances are actually gonna be for sure right? i think i think also one of the main issues was that you didn't want to always be part of a you know the new kids club of like oh i really like this new team because it used to be like maybe they're not going to exist in the next split, right? Mm-hmm. And I think franchising is supposed to fix that, right? Give you a team that you could be loyal for for like years to come. So I think like this is the best time to not just like for roster changes, but like best time to actually switch your favorite teams or finally decide on which team should be your favorite. Absolutely. And Man- oh, Manny referred to franchising, which... If you guys have been following the scene, you've probably heard way too much about franchising because it's it's a seriously a big, big deal. We might do another podcast on it just to kind of break it down a little bit. But for those of you that do not know what we're talking about, Manny, do you want to just kind of fill people in quickly? Sure, sure. So franchising um, in terms of sports is obviously, you know, you always know your, your big franchises. Like here in North America, you see... The Yankees, you know, the Red Sox, like these big, big teams, right? Obviously, in these leagues, there's no sort of relegation, right? There's no no going down. They don't these teams don't ever really disappear. That's what the NALCS is going towards. It's going towards this model of these next ten, ten teams are gonna be here for a long, long time. And the whole idea is that they'll never go down. You know, they might not win a split, they might end up last they might lose every single game but that doesn't really matter the team is still going to be there you know they're still going to have backing uh, financially by the league and you know it's it helps with partners like being able to give some some money to them you know ensuring them that it won't be just like a six-month project but more long term yeah stability is the big word i think there for just a lot of investments and for growth um in the league so yeah again it's a huge huge topic ton of resources out there to figure out what's going on i suggest checking out blitz esports their youtube channel is really really good on this kind of stuff but uh we don't want to talk about that too much and we're going to move on so uh like i said before preseason is just really really crazy because not only is it between seasons it's actually the beginning of this whole season right world just happened uh wow just a little over a month ago. Time has flown. Um, yeah. Happened just a little bit over a month ago. So now everyone's making big changes to kind of set this next year to try to get to Worlds or try to, you know, whatever their team's goals are. So you see a lot of rosters changing. You see a lot of players going in and out, changing teams. And we have four new teams coming into it. So that's why this is a huge, huge deal right now. What's going on? And like I said, a perfect time to find your new team. So. Uh, there are four new teams and six old teams. The four new teams are Golden Guardians, Clutch Gaming, 100 Thieves, Optic Gaming, and Optic Gaming. And then the six old teams that we still have are CLG, TSM, FlyQuest, or I should say uh, Counter Logic Gaming, 
Team Solo Mid, FlyQuest, Echo Fox, Team Liquid, and Cloud9. So we're going to first break down the first four teams that we mentioned that are new to the league and talk a little bit about them. Do you want to take the first one? Yeah, for sure. The Golden Guardians. Uh, this is the team that's actually owned by the Golden State Warriors. Um, their logo looks pretty sick. Uh, I'd suggest like giving them a look. Um, if you like yellow and blue, this might be your team. You know, <laughs> I think it's also they have maybe the best initials aside from TSM with GG S. I mean, they added the S, but I think GG is like just what you want <laughs> from an maybe esports just- brand. It's plural, GGs, you know. Oh, yeah, GGs. Yeah, multiple GGs. <laughs> um, so I think they're very interesting. Rumors have that this is going to be a completely NA-only team. So, like, only players from NA. So if you're into just having North American players, you don't want any European players, any Korean players in your team, this <laughs> might be the team you want, you know. Um, and if you follow basketball and, you know, you're a fan of the Golden State Warriors, you might want to give this team a chance. I think that their team is interesting uh, with rumors. You know, if you're a fan of High, uh, he's rumored to be going to this team. So I, I keep I keep your open mindedness about the Golden Guardians. Yeah, and it's it's really easy. I mean, any team that's number one has probably a ton of fans. Golden State Warriors in the NBA basketball uh, franchise is definitely not an exception to that. They have a huge following. I think when it comes to a brand, they are like top notch as well. They have a huge online base. I think their merch sales are like through the roof and uh, they have some really good characters on their team too. So bringing that into the NALCS into League of Legends, uh, I think you can expect some really good content and like a very strong idea of what it means to be like the best team. So yeah. I really doubt they'll be holding like a team of five and be except be happy with a fourth place finish, you know? Yeah. Uh, I know it'll take some splits, but I definitely think they're going to come in with like a winning mindset. So that's really exciting. Yeah, for sure. I think like um, it's hard to say if any of these new teams will necessarily challenge for a title right away. I hope they do. I mm-hmm. really, really hope they do. But at the very least, like you said, they're going to be fighting, you know? And I think that that's something that can be said about all these four teams. Yep, so. yep. And uh, like uh, we mentioned, the roster is completely rumored. Nothing is official. And we're in a state where we're talking about rosters where a lot of things are in flux. Some of these teams have announced a full five roster. Some of these teams have 10 players that they have picked up and things are still in flux. Some of these teams have nothing except rumors that are found on ESPN and stuff like that. So we will eventually do another episode where we talk about the rosters and what we think. But the yeah. NALCS doesn't yep. start until you said January, like 14th, 15th, around that time. Yeah, it, it should be like midway through January. Uh, yeah, so, so we might, we yeah, still we have might time. not hear finalized <laughs> rosters. Yeah, we, we do have for some teams, which we'll briefly mention this episode, but... Uh, we'll have a more fleshed out, um, you know, episode about rosters being finalized. Cool. All right. So, uh, anything else to say about the Golden Guardians? No, I think that's pretty pretty much it. I I, I like their logo a lot. Oh, I think yeah. it's interesting. I, I think I think they have the best logo <laughs> out of they like probably the shouldn't new have ones. Started with them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they definitely have the best logo. I'd, I'd say Next. give it a give it a check. I would I like say they that. might even have the best logo. Period. Not just amongst the new ones. Uh, that's that's fair. That's fair. That's a bold yeah. statement. I th- I think there's it some, some bold strong. Statement. I think there's some strong logos which we'll we'll, we'll mention. We'll have right, a do you want to move on episode? <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we'll have a fashion episode. Do you, so do you want to just go into the to the next one? Yeah, yeah. So the next next new team that we have is Clutch Gaming. So Clutch Gaming is owned by the Houston Rockets. The logo is red and some black. It looks like. Um, it might just be red. It kind of looks like the Captain America symbol. It's like a, um, yeah, it's a C and a G with, and the G's inside of it with a star. So it reminds me of Captain America. So anyway, uh, owned by the Houston Rockets. Uh, they say it's the CLG without the L's. So without the losses, that's, I already like these mottos. I think these guys have been pulling out some personality on social media and other podcasts and other, um, other public uh, mediums where they've talked about their brand and stuff like that. So that's really exciting. They're rumored to have the three Envy members. So that 
this could be basically Envy 2.0. Uh, yep. Why you should follow the Clutch Gaming? One, it's another NBA brand. So if you're a big fan of uh, the Rockets, or if you live in Houston and you want to be kind of like you know geocentric, Rock, uh, Clutch Gaming would be a really good choice for you. Also, if you're a fan of Envy, the Envy strongmen, quote unquote, are back. So that's another reason. Yeah, I mean, I think again, these are rumors. Um, I don't think they've confirmed anyone. But if you're a fan of Lyra, uh, arguably the best jungler in north america for the past few years uh you might want to give a look to clutch gaming they also have envy's spot lane uh again rumored and i think they were overlooked i think they're actually a really strong team uh just with those three members and anyone else they add is going to be even even more you know and i think um like you said i think their personality of just are immediately saying clg without the l like stuff like that mm-hmm. is funny um that even said you know some people have asked us like why would we choose immortals you know and like why would we choose you over someone like immortals and the response is well we're in the league so you know <laughs> stuff like that is just uh i think i think it's funny you know maybe not as mimi as cloud nine have been in the past but i think that they're definitely strong uh contenders uh for sure of of being a decent team uh, especially yeah. starting out, out the gates. So yeah, definitely something and, and something good to look at. And the brand's not unfamiliar with League of Legends either. Uh, they've been doing stuff when it comes to like a scouting system that they've actually put together. They've been doing yeah. a lot of analytics as well that they uh, bring from just their experiences and brand. So it might be really cool to see how they use uh, analytics that are really top-notch or forward-thinking and just see how they kind of break the game. I know, what is it? Uh, was it... Um, SpaceX, uh, Elon Musk, wasn't he the yes. guy that like created the AI for Dota, Dota Two? Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Like beat all the pro gamers and stuff like that. So it'd be cool to see what kind of things that they bring into just League of Legends and breaking the system. It might be really fun. Yeah, for sure. I think I think it's definitely something that you know. Hey, they they're passionate, you know, and I think that mm-hmm. like we've said this before, it's like you see this from all these other guys, right? But this is a team that has balls, right? Like, they, they're not afraid to, to throw some hooks, and um, I hope they're able to back it up. Uh, you know, take a take a, a long-range three-point shot or something like that. Yeah, exactly, you know, classic. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on to our next team. Yep, 100 Thieves. This is a team that... um. 100 Thieves as a brand has existed before, uh, but mm-hmm. they are now owned by the Cavs, the, you know, Cleveland Cavaliers. So if you're from Cleveland uh, or if you're a fan of the Cavs, maybe you want to follow the 100 Thieves brand. Um, you know, their their colors, there's white, red, and black usually. Uh, I mean, their logo is literally just the words or, you know, like it's just lettering uh, and it's all white. But in their announcement video or announcement uh, on Twitter, they actually had Medios, Rio, and Someday confirmed as pickups for their team. So if you're a fan of any of those three guys, you know, I think I think it's definitely something you can look at. And they are also going to be coached by Prolly. And for maybe people that have only watched the NALCS that might not know, Prolly was actually H2K's old coach, and he took H2K to multiple uh, world championships and actually even reached the semifinal two years or like last year so, yeah um I, you I said you've been watching like you said you've been watching since season four right yeah were you was uh complexity in the nalcs at the time do you remember that name uh, i know i've i mean i know i know the name because i know of probably so i know he played <laughs> okay. for, for them so he's he's back in action in na you know and he's i'm actually like really, <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm really excited um i think they they that was like the year before I started watching, but I, I do know of them, and I know that probably played mid lane for them. Yeah, probably sure. was great. He was an interesting mid laner, and his personality was just so likable. Yeah, and people just loved him, even though he was kind of not super super great at the game. Where he just like he would kind of sometimes be the reason that they lost the game, and mechanically, but then he'd also bring out just crazy stuff. Uh, into the games and he was just he was a fun guy 
and he played fun stuff. And I think he thinks very uh, interestingly about the game. He kind of, he's toted to be one of like the smartest coaches out there. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, for in, sure. And so I'm mean, really, I'm super excited for him being back. So am I. And I think one of the important things to know is that he has worked with Ryu before. Um, That's true. I forgot about that. In H2K. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and he was actually the one that chose has been choosing every single player to work on because he himself nice. in the, in a video uh, talked to you know talked about how he knows the style of player he wants to be working with, and that's what he's going for. So I think Ooh. that this is a very strong team. Uh, this is a team made with you know like Prolly's mastermind uh, going with like who will work their hardest, you know, and I think like he's mm-hmm. been choosing a good talent. Uh, someday mechanically one of the best top laners in NA, you know, and he is willing to learn English, right? And so stuff like that is like goes a long way, right? Yeah. Bro. Um. So I think like if you like these players, if you like Prolly, if you're looking for like maybe a dark horse, you know, like to to take on, I think maybe Hundred Thieves might be your your brand, right? Uh. Mm-hmm. So also if you're a Cavs fan, you know, and or if you hate the Golden State Warriors and you just want to. <laughs> You know, choose exactly the opposite. You could keep keep that rivalry alive, you know. Although uh, you guys, Cavs fans, you cannot rely on LeBron James this time since he will not <laughs> be playing League of Legends. Yeah, it would be interesting. Imagine like LeBron just ends up playing eighty carry. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! He looks so off, yeah. off on the stage, like towering over everyone. They'd have to have like a custom death for him and everything. That'd be so yeah. funny. Uh, another thing know. that. I, we forgot to mention is Nate Shot. Nate Shot is uh, yes. used to be in the comp scene and everything, so he's a big name in that esports um, arena, yes. and he's back. And he's he's also a huge personality, so that should be really interesting to see how he manages this team. I'm not exactly. Sh- I think he owns a hundred thieves as a brand, and then this is. A, I think I think it's actually thing. yeah. It's a, it, I think it is like a co ownership because I think like the Cavs ended up buying it. But like gotcha. he's still he's still kind of like the CEO type of thing. Yeah, he might, something like that. Those details yeah. I don't really uh, care too much about. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, no speaking... offense to shop, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of COD, the next team we have is Optic Gaming. So that CEO of Optic Gaming is uh, Hex, also known as Hector Rodriguez. He is uh, famous for the COD days as well so that that should might be a really interesting rivalry we have there as between uh nade shot and uh hex so i'm really excited about that their logo is just the classic green white and black if you're familiar with optic gaming uh it's just an o and a g on top of that their rumored roster so far is acadian acadian arrow and power of evil so that's a big one power of evil being a huge eu lcs uh kind of icon for the eu yeah, lcs yeah i would say so i mean i think like especially this last year with misfits man he he proved how good he is you know he mm-hmm. he's kind of been like the bjergsen slayer right he played so well against bjergsen and i think it's gonna be interesting i think this is actually a, a really big rivalry between optic gaming and tsm because tsm is arguably the biggest brand in league of legends but optic gaming can be arguably the biggest brand in all of esports you know mm-hmm. um i think everyone especially like a few years ago you know like yeah, maybe maybe like five years ago or so like when you think of cod you think of halo you know it's like optic you know everyone from optic it's like oh yeah i would play call of duty maybe one day i could be picked up by optic you know like i think like it's very interesting and i think that that if if you're a fan of that you know if you're a fan of maybe someone new but has like history you might want to be looking into the optic gaming yeah is power of evil a dane as well like bjergsen no he is german oh he's german okay so yeah why you should be following like we've mentioned um if you're a big you like fan, <laughs> yeah, if you like germany <laughs> there you go power of evil but um yeah if you're a big fan of fps if you are someone that's prattling and dipping your toes into the waters of League of Legends coming from the FPS scene. Optic Gaming is probably your biggest choice unless you hate Optic Gaming because you're always finishing second place to them or something like that. Uh, This is a team to follow. Another uh, thing that we almost forgot, which is actually a huge, I think a really big deal. I don't think you can't forget about this this next (laughs) detail. 
Romaine B from Unicorns of Love. If you don't know who that guy is, he's the guy that always has a shirt off. Yeah, he's yeah. the ripped yeah. guy that has the NA greater than EU or EU greater than NA on his chest. He's like their cheerleader. Here's he's their mascot. Would have and pink hair. Would wear unicorn head. You know, like crazy this guy. Contact, color contacts. This guy is amazing. I think like. Especially for EU, if you watch EU, like you know who Romain is, you know how crazy he is, but you also know how great he is. He's an awesome human being. It was really sad to see him go from UOL, but I'm really glad that NA got him. You know, um, I know that there's a lot of heat in the oh everyone's leaving EU to go to NA, but I think like this is someone that knows how to handle brand right, and with yeah. a brand as big as Optic Gaming, Romain might be the best choice to. To stick with that so it's a great choice yeah i think i think that if if you expect a lot of energy from this team you know like mm -hmm. i don't think romaine's gonna stay away from his crazy antics if he does it'll be kind <laughs> of upsetting but there's no way you know yeah. I, I don't think i don't think you stop you stop a personality like that from from doing what he does best especially yeah, when just, he's ripped you know <laughs> just so we're clear uh he is not a player he is the team manager he was a team manager for unicorns of love so i'm guessing he's also a team manager or maybe general manager or something bigger yeah i, I don't yeah remember. i'm pretty sure he is staying as like the team manager for um optic yeah <clears throat> so that's really exciting i think optic gaming has a lot of actually a lot of hype behind them if they finish poorly it'll be a huge disappointment also i think hector rodriguez hex the ceo he probably has the biggest um transparency and production value and brand and social media behind him compared to all the other ceos i mean he basically i think does daily vlogs of himself and stuff like that that's following around and like teaching people what it's like and what it's like in esports and just kind of showing the way to people so yeah. i they just have a lot of production value behind them. So I, I think, um, you know, when I think of brand of a CEO, I think of like Noah Winston and the yeah. RIP Immortals in League of Legends. Like he came yeah. out and said stuff, but I think Hector is probably even more transparent with his just basically daily vlogs that he's always putting out and just showing what's going on with Optic Gaming. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And I cool. think that concludes... The, the new four teams to the NALCS. Mm -hmm. So I think it's the just right time to move on to the six old teams. Old yeah, in quotes. Start us off. But um, we'll start with CounterLogic Gaming. CEO, Hotshot GG. They are now partnered with the Madison Square Garden Sports Network. Um, Which includes the New York Knicks, right? Yeah. So it's technically New York Knicks, you know, and, and stuff like own them. Um, so if you're from New York... And kind of enjoy your masochism with the Knicks. <laughs> Maybe you can enjoy your masochism with CLG. But <laughs> all jokes aside, uh, I think that this iteration of CLG is actually very strong. Um, colors, teal and black. They've also rocked the, you know, classic like American flag jersey type of thing. Um, to uh, At last year's MSI. They've had the best international showing for a North American team, finishing second in MSI that year, only to SKT. Um, they even took a game off from SKT. So they still remained with three of their original players. That's Darshan, Huhi, and Stixay. Um, I think like the biggest loss for them is obviously Aframu. Um, yeah. But they've gained two still pretty strong players with Rainover, and maybe his redemption arc, and as well as Biofrost. So, Double Lift kind of, kind of like trained his Biofrost. Maybe he can be, maybe not as effective as Aphromo, but maybe he can bring something to the team. So, also, they have one of the I think nicest and just you know clear-headed coaches in in NA. You know, he's been six a state of with CLG for so long that. You know, if you respect him, I, I don't see why you should necessarily leave. But you know, I think I think if you have, if you still have faith in CLG, if you've stuck with them for the past <laughs> year, it's all about faith, man. <laughs> yeah, it's all about faith. If, if you stuck with them since the past year, you know they didn't make worlds and stuff. But I think I think this this might be this might be the year that yeah. they can challenge again. 
Yeah, CLG was always a good underdog, but still was like a good team. Like if you really didn't want to commit to like rooting for the 10th place team, but you wanted to root for the guys that like, they can they can make it this year. They can do it this year. And then they still keep losing. So you're not like a bandwagoning TSM fan, <laughs> but you're like, I'm a pain. Like it's like being a Cubs fan for uh, yeah. Yeah, baseball yeah, yeah. for the longest time. Stuff like that, where they're like, oh, they're, they're they're right there but something happens and you and you have plenty of good excuses you know when they lose and stuff like that yeah, but yeah, um it's like, oh we lost double lift oh stick says a rookie you know like you have your <laughs> excuses but i think this year is kind of like a no excuses but they, yeah. they actually have like a strong team i think the biggest factor is Rainover. again i think mm-hmm. Rainover is gonna have his redemption arc though because he probably has a really good team behind his his back now you know yeah also, um, if you don't know much about Zeke's, uh, his story is absolutely crazy. I think there is a, I think it's Reflections with Thorne, where he interviewed Zeke's, and it was like a uh, two and a half hour thing. But basically, uh, quick synopsis, Zeke's was volunteering, sending CLG like analysis of their games until they noticed him, and they started responding to him. Then he worked for free for them, volunteering a ton of his time going over VODs and giving them more strategies and blah, 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 like just tons of material. So then he finally got brought in and I think was working like either for free again or really, really cheap and helping with the coaching. And then he kind of never got his break. Like they hired different coaches uh, until he finally got his break, which was like maybe two years ago or so, maybe two and a half years ago. Yeah. And ever since then, he's just like, he's a highly respected coach among everyone in the uh NALCS and outside of it too like um or people that are like Scara Scara always speaks very highly of Zeke's I think um I think not I mean a pro I think anymore. yeah I mean even even Parth uh Parth was on the dive last year or like this last split and he always talked about how his first day right or his first like month or so he was invited to a Twitch party or something. It was like a party, right? And a lot of pros and stuff. And he he went to the party because he really wanted to meet Zix, Zeke's, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Oh, you know, is he around?" And everyone like from CLG was like, "Oh no, he stayed home working." And since then, Parth pretty <laughs> much adopted that. You know, like he's a very hardworking guy, and it's like yeah. he he brings a lot to the table. He I think he's really smart, and I I think he. He hopefully like you know can, continues to bring that that aspect, and I think that 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 is a main reason that Rainover and you know Biofrost could slot into this team pretty well. Yeah, I definitely think um, he is a definition of patience and just waiting for the right time. And this might be the right time. I don't know. Should yeah. be exciting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, so the do next wanna, team we have <laughs> probably the the sec or probably the most famous one uh, apart from CLG or in congruence with CLG. These probably are the two oldest teams, right? CLG, I think, yes. is the, technically the oldest team. I, I think T- I think they're both hand in hand. They're yeah. from the same year, I'm pretty sure. No, I, I what happened was I'm I'm pretty sure Team Solo Mid was created to beat CLG. Oh, um, that could be yeah. CLG yeah, yeah. was the dominant team and i think reginald aka andy din who is the owner of tsm team solo mid made tsm to beat clg <laughs> so and, uh, and they have. <laughs> yeah and huge rivalry there hasn't been much of a rivalry recently in the last few years still a good one though like i said owned by uh reginald or aka andy din they're their iconic logo is just the TSM in black and white. Um, <clears throat> they, as far as the success of TSM, they've basically had uh, seven first place finishes out of the ten NALCS season playoffs. So they are they have a track record of being amazing. They are very focused around their mid lane, hence Team Solo mid. So they've always yeah Reginald was their mid laner and then. Bjergsen. Baby Bjerg, yeah. <laughs> just those, wow, it's only been those two, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's been only those two. But I mean, everyone everyone says that in his time, you know, Reginald was the best mid laner in the game. And then they brought Bjergsen, who 
for a lot of people, you know, arguably has been still the best mid laner in the West. So yes, definitely interesting. Definitely interesting to see on the the maybe continued success of this this team. Yeah. So yeah. Also, Go ahead. I would I would like to really quickly point out is that uh, if you love rookie sensation Mike Young. <laughs> he has officially signed with DSM. So maybe if you're a Mike Young fan, you know, you might want to slot in with TSM. <laughs> yeah, he's bringing a lot of hype into this team as for sure. For sure. Very yep. for sure. Um, yeah, so I guess the reason to follow TSM is probably you're already following TSM. Um, Bjergsen is a huge icon. And if you love good mid laners, there you go. Bjergsen's probably one of the best, if not the best. Um, there's some good uh, good personalities on there too. They're yeah, pretty much their whole team. Like I can't. Um, yeah, I mean, if, yeah. if they're one of the few teams that have announced their full uh, full roster, uh, so they're staying with Hanser, Mike Young, Bjergsen, and they're actually bringing G2's famous bot lane Sven and Mithy oh to this gosh. team. So I'm so excited. If for you that. like stacked teams and you like to win. <laughs> I'd say you probably want to stay with TSM or, you know, switch over to TSM. Um, yeah. I think it's a pretty solid, it's a safe choice. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, seven out of 10 is not bad. I think the other three, they probably got second place. Um, yeah. I mean, they've, they've made it to 11. Uh, no, they've made it to 10 consecutive NALCS finals. So, absolutely crazy. So, and it's, then. You know, <laughs> If you also like getting really, really hyped about the world's chances and getting severely disappointed, disappointed, TSM is also good for that. But yeah, to be fair, I'd, that's I'd highly anyway. recommend. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the if you're a G two fan, Sven and Mithy, like you said, I'm super, super excited about that. Uh, Sven is probably again one of the best NA or best Western AD carries. Now we'll be seeing him and Double Lift going at it. Uh, more often, we also have Arrow up there, who is a really, really highly regarded AD carry. We got yeah, yeah. Sneaky. I mean, this is, yeah, there's so much hype when it comes to the talent now in the AD carry role. And, and, and yeah. Ooh, it's super 100%. exciting. So I think there's not much to say about TSM, or aside from <laughs> what has been mentioned already. We're going to yeah. move on to FlyQuest. To a lot of people, this might be a shock, but I think that FlyQuest was always interesting. Right, last last year, last season, they had the C nine old boys, right, and they are a a team co owned by Wesley Ed Edens, <laughs> Wesley Edens, the Milwaukee Bucks, and Fortress Investment Group. Uh, they have a new logo, so Thank you God. no longer have to stare at that awful Pokemon <laughs> kind of looking thing. Um, most of the roster has been settled. Um, I think mid lane is still the one that's rumored, but it would most likely be the Korean import fly, which is hilarious. Um, yeah, but you know they have they have Wild Turtle. They have signed Flame from Immortals. Um, he is going to be their top laner. They have Anda for jungler. Um, and I think this is again another team that's just going to be solid, right? Like maybe not right out the gates, but I think they have a lot of opportunities. Um, and I think that that's, that's the point, right? Like that is the point about franchising. You have opportunities. So reasons to follow this team. Maybe you're a fan of the Milwaukee Bucks. Who knows? Hey, maybe you like, <laughs> maybe you like yellow and green, uh, <laughs> golden green. <laughs> um, maybe you're just a big fan of wild turtle and flame. Um, I, I mean, again, I might not be a huge fan of FlyQuest as a whole, but I'd definitely be keeping my eyes on this team. I think they are very, very strong on paper, and I think I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, so I'm going to actually... I want to spend a little time on this one, and we usually don't <laughs> throw the flame around that much. Um, and I'm not, but I think FlyQuest is the org that everyone's going to kind of... is Everyone is ready to pounce on. And when I say yes. pounce, I mean like just rip apart because... Out of all the 10, FlyQuest is probably the biggest question mark, like why did they get back into the NALCS? 
uh, especially when you have a team like Immortals and everyone's just like looking for an excuse, looking for someone to attack. And unfortunately, that's yeah. probably FlyQuest. And when it comes to their roster, their personalities, I mean, Flame is kind of a legend, but yeah. he doesn't have really a good brand behind him. I don't, as far as I'm aware, I don't think he has a huge social media presence, stuff like that, besides just his like legacy that he had in Korea. Um, Wild Turtle is probably the biggest like personality on there. And people are very, very critical of Wild Turtle because back in the day, he used to flash forward and get all these kills and play super aggressively until that always got him killed. It's going to be. Yeah, everyone's gonna jump on FlyQuest if they do poorly, and they're gonna be like, "Why didn't you get immortal?" Like, and everyone's gonna rip on Riot about that. So, this is definitely one that I feel like everyone should be looking at, and at the same time, probably the least interesting out of the ten. I don't know if you agree with that. Um, um I think, I think, I mean, obviously they lose high. You know, they lost like C nine, mm-hmm. old roster, right? Which was a big but deal. Think, that's that's a which, huge. Uh, yeah, I th- I think I think legacy. that's a huge like like legacy to to have lost. But I mean, FlyQuest still did as bad as they ended up doing. I think they overall finished like fourth or fifth mm-hmm. in yeah, like yep. championship points. So it's like it's not like they did awful, right? Sure. I do agree with you. Like if if they were to jump on one, it would probably be FlyQuest. But that's also because you don't want to jump on our next team. <laughs> that's also that's very true very because in very terms true. in terms of standings the next team we're going to discuss probably did worse a lot worse than FlyQuest did yeah and but that you don't want to jump on this next team <laughs> yeah so that next team and again FlyQuest like all all the luck to you I mean it'd be awesome to have a Midwest based team because the Milwaukee Bucks do awesome because there's no Midwest representation like esports or anything like that so FlyQuest but team that we're hinting at is echo fox echo fox is a team that everyone wants to love um but it's very hard to because one it's owned by rick fox all hail rick fox amazing guy uh legend in the nba franchise everyone's really was really really excited when rick fox decided to invest he's probably the first like big name non-endemic uh to invest into league of legends i believe that's correct Yeah, for sure i mean I think also, like, if you think about it, like, their branding, like, Echo Fox, like, he's, mm-hmm. like, come on, like, you can't, like, no other basketball player has, like, the last name to just be like, oh, yeah, brand all around me, you know, <laughs> like, like Rick Fox does. Yeah. Um, I, I, look, I'm going to be honest. I love Rick Fox. Rick Fox, I hopefully, hopefully you listen to this at some point in your life. I have all the respect for you. Everyone does. But my God, Everyone does. My God. You're, the teams, the team's been so sad. I want to root for the teams. Yeah. I hope hoping. this is the year. I hope this is the year yeah, that I so- have a reason to root for. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit more background on Echo Fox. Uh, they're, like I said, they're a pretty new team. I think they've been on, only been around for pretty much a year or a year and a half. Um, yep. They got relegated. They were 10th place. They are. I'm sorry. They went into relegation. They survived relegation so they made it to this season to get franchise and all that stuff um when it comes to their revamped team it it looks like it's a completely revamped team with phoenix in the mid lane i believe that's the only confirmed roster change otherwise the rumors are pretty exciting uh very spicy i think yeah (laughs) in the top lane that's that's a big rumor uh probably the biggest rumor out of all that are like kind of listed on like on social media otherwise there's also dardock who is definitely a black sheep in the nalcs i am super interested to see how rick because rick fox is very very um part of the players lives and just how things run in echo fox and i think yeah. a lot of them appreciate it and i think you could see rick fox's kindness when like he didn't really change the roster. He believed in a lot of the players. And when you hear him talk about them, he has like the utmost respect for players like Gate and Keith, who are not very highly regarded when it comes to uh, Reddit and stuff like that. So it's super yeah, awesome sure. to see Rick Fox that involved and really caring about these players. That being said, the roster is completely revamped. I'm really excited to see what he does to shape up Dardock because he's known to be 
a very toxic person and not good for a team environment as he's been tossed around a lot as a person with great talent, but very, very poor uh, team teammate uh, skills. Yeah. We'll see how, how he can uh, shape him up. Yeah, no, again, uh, most of the things are rumors, but if you like a team with strong social media presence, really awesome mm-hmm. merc, like their merchandise is just off the chains. I've been looking at this like jersey for Echo Fox. It's just like their military print. You're just waiting like, to buy Echo Fox gear, right? But then you're like, ah, yeah, do I want like, Echo Fox logo? I mean, that's why. That's why. That's why. That's why I was so happy when they signed Delta Fox, and Delta yes. Fox was like one of the best things ever. I mean, you are losing people like Froggen, right? I mean, we haven't heard anything really much of Echo Fox, so like, I don't want people to be like, oh my god, they lost Froggen, it's all over. Um, I think it's still time to be like, be cautious. But I'm happy that Echo Fox made it. I love Rick Fox, and I think what he's been doing can show, you know, a lot of like good things for for the future of the NALCS. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that in mind, also, uh, real quick, going back to FlyQuest, FlyQuest, if you hear this, <laughs> just be aware. I have faith in you this year. Oh, Sam yeah. doesn't. I have faith. In I don't this. know. I, I lo- like I said. I'm in Wisconsin, so Milwaukee Bucks, like, holla at you, boys, you know. Um, I want to believe, but I don't know if I want to. I love Wild Turtle. I mean, like, I'm so conflicted about that one. That one is my one that I – oh, I have like, no idea. And, yeah, and FlyQuest, no if idea. someone's That's listening fair, to this and want to come on to and talk about things, like, I'm, we're totally down for that. Yeah, <laughs> Again, I don't mean, to, like, be, I don't mean to toss flame or anything. I'm just trying to be as honest as possible. For our listeners, yeah, I mean and... that's 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 what we do, right? I'm just saying, real quick, yeah. just disclaimer. I, I believe. <laughs> yeah, don't don't bring me down, Sam. <laughs> I have a future. <laughs> yeah, please. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so real quick, why follow Echo Fox, Brick Fox? That's all you need to know. Uh, if you like orange, purples, and whites, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, go go yeah, for it. Actually, um, you know what? You might be right. Echo Fox might have. Well, you didn't say this, but Golden Guardians might ha- have the best logo. Echo Fox is pretty high up there, I think. Yeah, Echo Fox I think I think that's why. So we did talk about like logos, mm-hmm. right? If it's, I think it's it's a three way battle, in all seriousness, between okay. Golden Guardians, Echo Fox, uh-huh. and our next team. team <laughs> our next team, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love Team Liquid's logo. Yeah, it's pretty good. But I. I've never wanted to root for Team Liquid <laughs> until potentially this year. Uh-huh. By the way, this segment, as always, is paid by Steve. This, this uh, episode thanks is Steve. by Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks, Steve, for uh, all you do for, for this lovely podcast. <laughs> disclaimer, this is not sponsored by Steve. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer, I've never even had a discussion with Steve, but he seems like a great guy. So let's go right into it. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. Did you like Immortals last season? Well, good news. Half of Immortals is still alive. <laughs> now formed within Team Liquid. Uh, you have Xmithy, Pobelter, and Ole. All confirmed. And actually, thank you for just confirming Impact as your new top laner for the next three years, Team Liquid. Hey-o. So, I think this team is stacked. <laughs> so, if you're a TSM fan... Hey, guess what? Double lift went back to Team Liquid. Woo! Or, or if you are a CLG fan that begrudgingly kind of became a TSM fan because of Double Lift, but now he's not on TSM and you hated TSM, so now you can root for Double Lift again. Hey, he's on Team Liquid. Exactly. Also, if you are a CLG fan and you loved X Smithy and you loved Pobelter, now they're on Team Liquid. <laughs> hey, <Perfect. look> at <laughs> um, also, our fourth point is: Do you like curses? Because Team Liquid does. Maybe they'll break it this year. Yeah, In you- all honesty, this team on paper has to be one of the strongest teams. Like, they completely revamped their whole team, right? I mean, currently they own like 14 players, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yikes. <laughs> can, I, can I spend a little time to explain that real yeah, quick? Yeah. For sure. So the thing is, uh, whenever... 
the teams that didn't make it in, which is P1, Immortals, and Dignitas, I think it's just three, right? Is it four? Uh, it what? should oh. be four because we have be four, four new teams. Um, <laughs> Envy. Envy. What happens is they have to sell their roster by a certain time, and they would get, I think they said like 2.8 or $2.2 million. That's part of the contract of, or part of the negotiation. Part of Riot's policy for being kicked out of the LCS. So basically, instead of spending all that time, I don't know who approached who, but Team Liquid was like, hey, we'll buy up your basically your whole roster in bulk so you can hurry up and get your money because you want to get out of the LCS. You don't want to be paying these contracts to these players. So Team Liquid just picked them all up in bulk for a cheaper price so they could probably maybe sell some of them off or try them out or basically. But um, that's why uh, Steve just basically grab them all up if you want more details on that go check out hotline league episode three by travis gafford on the youtube channel um steve is is a guest on there and talks about it as well yeah shout out to the mark z and travis great Ah, content um but i mean that's exactly right you know um i mean team liquid pretty much ended up picking up all of uh, Immortals, except for Flame, I'm pretty sure, just because this contract was like the one that had ended. Ah, I um, see. Okay. So like they didn't pick up everyone, but like pretty much everyone that would still have like a contract with Immortals, like were just picked up by Team Liquid. Mm-hmm. And now Team Liquid is kind of like, oh, let's see what we do with the rest of these players, right? Um, but again, on paper, I want to say that this might be one of the strongest teams, uh, without a doubt. Yeah. They've had the curse. Everyone knows the team liquid curse of always finishing fourth. They finally broke that curse this year by finishing tenth, I think. <laughs> two splits in a row. Hashtag no flame. Steve, please don't hate me. But I mean, it, it was sad, you know, it was sad to see a team with such history. You know, they went from being curse to you know liquid. And then they've stayed as that. And I think like again. I think their jerseys are awesome. I think their logo is sick. Like, I've never had like the the willpower to say I want to be a Team Liquid fan. This year, it's it's a struggle. I want to say that that Steve, if you end up listening to this, congrats, man! You did an amazing job with this team. Everyone at Team Liquid has been doing like an amazing job with this team. Yeah, I just want them to perform. You know, I think I think right now the two powerhouses are going to be TSM and Team Liquid. Right, like they have some of the strongest players, and hopefully, hopefully we we have to see some improvement from that. You know, from from what Team Liquid used to be. Yeah, I hope. Hopefully, they can challenge for a title. I I so. do want to mention this logo thing, and I just real I think I figured it out as you were talking about it. Team Liquid's yeah. logo is absolutely awesome. What Team Liquid's logo represents, not so awesome, and that's why it's like hard to look at but now that i like try to think of it without like the baggage it is a very awesome logo but again what it represented with its history of uh not history of performance uh not so positive so um yeah yeah Yeah, for sure i mean yeah i think i mean you know team liquid in case you don't know like the logo is a horse Mm -hmm. horses are known to be poseidon's uh you know animal poseidon is the god of sea sea is water water is so a liquid a seahorse. Team liquid. that's what you're telling me it's a seahorse <laughs> Boom. um I, I i mean i love it you know i actually like i enjoy that that like and their their jersey if you look at their jersey it's like so badass with like the yeah, horse coming cool. from like one side it's just like oh man it's so cool but now now i have like kind of like more of a choice um <laughs> to like be like reasonably say yeah i want to i want to root for team liquid um i think i think again they might if you're looking for a strong team that's not tsm i think you might want to look for team liquid yeah and sure. um a little bit about steve the ceo owner manager or ceo or co-owner or no owner owner co-owner i'm not sure but uh steve is if you've watched like breaking point their documentaries uh they basically developed kind of developed one-up studios productions if you're familiar with that they had a huge part in their production uh growth and stuff like that uh steve is a pretty great guy when i 
in my opinion, when I see him on social media and just talking and interviews and things like that, he is very revolutionary. He has a background in esports. I think he was a StarCraft one player, and he was the first to decide to hey, what if we imported players? Which I think was Edward from Moscow Five, or back in the day it was called Gambit Game Gambit. Yes, I think so. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Moscow Five. Yeah. Yeah, so Gambit, you know, I think they end up being like kind of interchangeable. Yeah, I think regardless. they were the first to try gaming houses or gaming offices, and so Steve is one. They have a lot of money, or they throw a lot of money, uh, and they are they are kind of the for like the frontiers when it comes to like what we can do in the esports scene. So I think that's what, even though they had a very bad track record when it coming came to performance, I think they proved to Riot that they really push hard like they were the first person to do like a a movie they did a documentary like movie i don't think any other teams did that they have a very decent social media presence and you know youtube presence and stuff like that so falling falling behind an owner that uh is basically the only thing that stays the same every year steve is not a bad person to get behind oh yeah and i think also they have been very transparent uh they actually released what they showed uh riot with their application they yeah. they released it for the public At least um, what they could. and it's yeah. well yeah what what they could but it was a 256 catalog of what they planned to achieve um and riot had said that there was a range of 29 pages to 256 and <laughs> uh, now we know who the 256 was i mean i think i think they're a very proud organization. They've been here for a while. And I think that this might be a year that they they can also redeem themselves within the community. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, if you like a team that buys every player in existence, <laughs> has a lot of money. That's willing to meme themselves about their money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd definitely go for Team Liquid. And that leaves us with one more one more, one more org. This one should, probably should have been ninth. Because it's called Cloud9, but uh, I just thought of that now. Whoops, my bad. Anyway, Cloud9 is the 10th team we will be talking about. It is owned by Jack ATN. Uh, their logo is a cloud made out of nines. It is sky blue and white. Really, really pretty, really bright. I like their logo a lot. I'm kind of biased towards that one, though. Um, there's a lot of history with C9. Uh, they came into the LCS as a new organization and just demolished the NALCS for the next two splits. They got first place out of being like, who is, who are these guys? Because one, they rebranded from quant quantum gaming, quantic quantum gaming. I'm pretty sure to cloud nine yep. when they joined the NALCS and they just demolished. They had, it was really interesting because they had a lot of personality behind their players. Um, now, since then, their only remaining player is probably sneaky. It was sneaky and lemon, but now uh, Lemon has been replaced for a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> that being said, yeah. Lemonation was the first person to bring a notebook and really, really focus on pick and ban, like really draft that pick and ban phase out. So Cloud9 has a ton of history. And even currently, they're still highly regarded as one of the best best teams, um, even can compete internationally. We have Jensen, who's one of the top mid laners that's always kind of like i can beat bjergsen i feel like he has a chip on his shoulder about bjergsen so that's always yeah. always really exciting to see them face off you got sneaky and his made made cosplay who's just always a great streamer and personality and then also smoothie is staying as well who is kind of the heartthrob probably to a lot of um a lot of uh females that are following <laughs> But more males, you never more know. Males. Yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, they might more be into sneaky though. I don't know. You know that that is true. Hair and All hail snackers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so C nine um, is a great organization that is still one of the few solely owned, um, which is very very interesting. They're very very true to the idea of what an endemic esports team is or organization is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think. C9 has a lot of history. I mean, they always go to Worlds. They always do the best at Worlds, you know? So, it's, it's like, super, super interesting, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I I think like they're they're always like I I mean if you're already a fan of C nine I don't really see much changing that like I mean mm-hmm. you're probably gonna stay. The core uh, is still C9, there. Yeah, like the core is still there. I mean, they did pick up Svenskeren. I know you said you weren't happy with it. I think Svenskeren like didn't have the right tools at TSM like this past year. I will agree. I with think that, he's yeah. a really good player. I think he's a really good player, and I think Reaper, their coach, is might be one of the best coaches mm-hmm. um, that NA has had in the past like year or so. So. It'll be interesting, you know. I think I think C nine can still look forward to making it to Worlds, you know, and and stuff. I, it might be definitely harder this year, but I think that you still have your core and you still have people that played together for so long. You now have two Danish people with Jensen and Svenskeren, and you know, like I don't know. I think I think I could see a lot of good stuff coming. coming yeah, from this. yeah. Actually, I would say Cloud Nine will probably have the best performance to start. Because their core is still there. Uh, they lost their jungle contracts. But he was a rookie and Sven is Sven Skarin is very, very good. And like you said, he just I think um his playstyle didn't get uh, highlighted in TSM just because of what TSM needed. So Cloud9 should have probably the least um issues adjusting because they don't have to adjust too much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. And you know, I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited for this year. I think like aside from what team you end up choosing, like I just want you to know like this is gonna be an awesome year, whatever team you choose. I think mm-hmm. most teams I probably wanna say that eight out of these ten teams have a solid chance of like challenging for playoffs and stuff, you know, like it's it's definitely very interesting. I'm really excited to hear more. And more finalized, like, roster changes and stuff uh, as the weeks go on. So, Manny, let, let's get a little personal here. What are you looking for when when you're looking for your favorite team or your team to root for? So, before, I've, I had always been split between TSM and Team Liquid. I mean, not Team Liquid, sorry, C9. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. I mean, I do want someone that's going to win, right? But I don't mind, like, if my team loses, I'll be upset and stuff, but I'll stick with the team no matter what. I, 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 I'm I, still more biased towards TSM because they did pick up Sven and Mithy, and I think they're one of the best bot lanes in the West and definitely in the world. Yeah, they're contenders um, for, they've played, for sure. Yeah, I think they've played so long together. But man, I mean, honestly, like looking at these new orgs, I, I'm really interested in Clutch Gaming, you know, like 100 Thieves. All of these guys like are bringing so much to the table. I just want someone that has a strong presence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, has likable players, you know, like is pretty transparent. And I think like the majority of these orgs are doing that, you know, like they produce content, they have videos out. I think C9 is the one that has lacked added the most honestly yeah they kind of did like their documentary series that uh cloud nine genesis that like tsm does yeah when it comes to individuals i mean it just sneaky sneaky was the guy carrying it they've had really good personalities they had like rush who was really really funny they had um uh, you know high was a huge personality sneaky was just always strong medios was a really great personality so they've always had someone but yeah. you're right. I think right now or last season was probably their weakest when they came to personalities. Although contracts and smoothie were new and rookies, so they were kind yeah. of up and coming personalities. But no yeah, one at sure. the sneaky level, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it is it is known that everyone at C9 ends up memeing, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's funny. You know, I think I think like like what I was saying before is like oh, yeah, body by Jensen. I think all these like orgs would you like you don't have a wrong choice in all honesty you know mm-hmm. like even if they end up like last like the first season like the first split it's like there's still so much to learn for some oh, of these yeah. orgs you oh, know yeah. so it's like i think like you can't go wrong with with what you choose right now i'm still like more more towards tsm uh and just because i'm a huge bjergsen fan <laughs> But, you know, I think aside from that, like, again, you have TL, like Echo Fox, like, you know, some brands that just need to 
prove themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and the, the new brands are going to be like, all right, maybe we can dethrone some of you guys. So I think it's going to be very interesting overall. Yeah. For, uh, sure. for me personally, I think I echo everything you said. The only thing that you, I think you missed that's in my book and probably in your book too, you just didn't realize you missed it is uh, uh, the ownership, like how the brand oh, yeah, actually yeah. cares about their players. So, I mean, Noah Winston, I bring him again because I really, really respected his transparency and the way he talked about his players and the things he was trying to do for the league's future and yeah. his players and stuff like that. I really respect that. As a personality, Noah, like not my cup of tea, but I still like Noah was one of the biggest reasons why I was like, I want to root for Immortals and I really want to do have Immortals do well. And then it was easy because I really liked their players too. But I just really liked what he did. Like he was putting out videos where he talked to the audience and said like, sorry, we effed up or hey, like this is what we're trying to do. We believe this. We hope people can get behind us and we won't care about. And I and I actually believed it. I know some some of it could be PR, some other uh, organizations might do a little more PR and stuff like that. But like I actually believed it as transparent. And that was a huge thing for me. So when it comes to the especially these new teams. If I start seeing that kind of stuff, that's going to be like, you know, that's going to rope me in really quick. And it's going to be, it's going to be really hard to pick a team. Cause like when we're putting all these like why to follow sections together, um, I think we found really good reasons to find, follow like any of these teams. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, again, like, and, and you thought about that, like, I do agree. Like, that's what I think also the respect of Rick Fox comes into yes, play, right? Yes. Like, He's such a spokesperson of like, hey, maybe like maybe they don't have to live together, right? Like, but here are facilities, you know, here are boot camps, here are things that he sets up himself, you know, like for his org. Like, I know that Andy for TSM, like Reginald, like he's doesn't talk much like to the fans, right? Yeah. But he's the type of person that like he doesn't want people like messing with with his team, mm-hmm. right? Like He's, he's a person that like goes all out and like he, he kind of wants to say like TSM is still mine because I think like his vision and how he wants to handle things is like different, right? Like, or it's like not what everyone does. So I have respect for that too. So I, I do agree. I think like ownership does just bring a lot. And like, that's why like Steve, I like Steve, you know, I think he's funny and stuff. And it's like, there's been things that haven't worked out and that's like, they're finally going to work out you know like they're finally like releasing certain players that they should have released like a long time ago you know like mm-hmm. stuff like that I'm, I'm excited to to fully see fleshed out within yeah. the ownership as well for yeah. sure and I, I really hope we get to see those stories too i hope the brands really step it up and we can really fall in love with the players the coach the staff behind that we don't actually ever see you know it's really exciting so uh yeah, that is the introduction to the 10 NALCS teams. Hopefully, you're able to figure out how you want to pick your team. Hopefully, you find your team. I hope you don't blindly just pick a team uh, and just hop teams because I think it's really, really cool to be very angry, very passionate, very happy, very sad when things go your way or they don't go your way. That's yeah. just sports. Yeah, exactly. That's esports. Um, yeah, I hope you guys are hyped as we are. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, at least at least pick a team because you like the colors. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we even gave you that. <laughs> we gave you a breakdown on colors. We should have gotten hex codes. This is like <laughs> FF9004. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I agree. I mean, I think I think especially with franchising, what all these teams ask for is patience. Right? Yeah. Especially if you end up being a fan. It's very tough for for new teams to come in and granted like optic probably has the easiest because like they're just the most well-known one of the most well-known esports brands like Mm -hmm. alongside tsm but man these teams want patience you know like they might not get results right away but they might just have your favorite players they might have your favorite personalities you know they they might be like a new echo fox honestly so (laughs) it was really funny because again i was watching hotline league yesterday and steve was talking about how like some of these brands are like I don't know how to set up a gaming. Like we don't have our internet connected yet and we can't figure it out. I'm like, Oh no. But at the same yeah. time, Steve was like, but these guys know what they're doing. They're just new to the scene. Once all that stuff gets fleshed out. And a lot of these guys, if not all of them are hiring people in the esports scene that like know their stuff. 
Exactly. So I don't think we need to worry. Again, like you said, patience is huge. I think people are thinking it's going to take like a split to get adjusted, two splits to get adjusted. Whatever you're thinking, it's probably going to be double. And um, yeah. yeah, I think that's, yeah, I mean, that's about it, right? Yeah, I, I agree. Cool. Um, if, if anyone from any org ends up listening to this and wants to give their take, Ooh. I know we're, we're a small, small up and coming podcast, but we'd love to talk to you guys. Um, again, we do love esports, and we would like to, to give you guys maybe a medium to talk, you know, uh, for sure. Yeah. To a very intimate, compassionate community. That's yeah, a, that's sure. the, that's the pro of talking to a small podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I think I think we we went well into detail of all these ten teams, and I'm glad we did this. <laughs> I think it was it was very nice to like talk about this. So yeah, and uh, again, I think we we will have a future episode to breaking down the rosters a little bit. They might be I don't know. They might even be separate episodes where we really break it down. Um, we don't necessarily want to get too much into detail, so we can have you know not bore you to death. But at the same time, we might nerd out. We might have we're still figuring things out. So if you have any feedback or things that you want to hear on the podcast, let us know. We have our Twitter handles in the episode description, as well as a lot of links for the research and resources that we use to get all this information. You can find that in the episode description. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode of the eye of the watchers podcast. And we will see you guys next time. Yeah. Thank you. Bye.